Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, how a local kid's scheduling app is really taking off. Expedia and OpenTable had just started to become ubiquitous. And it was like a light bulb went off. And we were like, why is that not being done with kids enrichment? So as attorneys, we did our due diligence and surprised to find no one was doing that. If you've ever had that moment where you're wondering what to do with your kid after school or over summer, you've faced the problem that our next entrepreneur solved with her founder. Lisa Friedlander is founder of Activity Rocket, a great story of how an entrepreneur, entrepreneurial team starts a business to solve a problem they care about and then using some friends' money and a lot of hard work grows a substantial business. Lisa, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Jonathan. It's an honor and pleasure to be here with you today. Well, it's an honor and pleasure to be with anybody who's walked the walk of entrepreneurship and made it happen. <laughs> Tell our listeners a little bit about Activity Rocket. Activity Rocket is like an Expedia or open table for kids, classes, camps, and sports. And as you mentioned, it was solved out of a mother's problem. My co-founder, Eileen Miller, and I, two local moms, ex-attorneys struggling with young kids to find the right after-school activities, the summer camp disaster trying to fill eight weeks during the summer. And one morning we met to discuss what was going on in our lives. And I was spending three hours looking for a gymnastics class on a Tuesday between 12 and 3. That's all that mattered. My daughter was three at the time. If I gave her a cookie, she'd follow me anywhere. And Eileen had just spent 10 minutes on Expedia, had booked an entire family vacation to New York. And this was several years ago when Expedia and Open Table had just started to become ubiquitous. And it was like a light bulb went off. And we were like, why is that not being done with kids enrichment? So as attorneys, we did our due diligence and surprised to find no one was doing that. And hence the beginning of Activity Rocket. But what were some of the big challenges you had to overcome to get your business to the point where, and we'll talk about this in a moment, you were able to combine it with a larger business and achieve scale? Where should we start on our list of problems? <laughs> I suppose as any first-time entrepreneur, so Eileen and I, as mentioned, were attorneys, never ran a business before, certainly no technology background whatsoever. So it was a little naive. Uh, probably a good thing because otherwise we wouldn't have gotten started. But we were so passionate about the idea of solving this issue that was so problematic for so many of our constituencies, our moms, the people that we talk to every day, dads too, don't want to leave them out. And we knew that with the rise of the internet that everything was about to change. So how did you find the resource to grow your business? So we started small. Spent a lot of time on a business plan, spent a lot of time talking to both sides of our marketplace, uh, parents on the one side and activity vendors on the other. Spent a lot of time sourcing our network here in the D.C. area. Um, and really, that was one of the great surprises of the entrepreneurship journey was realizing the network that you had and the people, how willing they were to sit down with you, give you their opinion um, sometimes lots of conflicting opinions, and that was a struggle as well. But I would say primarily the biggest difficulty was starting an online business without any previous technology experience or business experience. So there was a lot to learn. We're super scrappy, uh, super persistent. And really, at the end of the day, we were just really passionate about the idea. And we knew that it was going to take off. Literally, Activity Rocket, I guess, no pun intended. But we knew that if we didn't do this, somebody would. In this town, a lot of people say that 
you can't get from where you were to where you are now without venture capital, but you didn't get venture capital. So how did you acquire the resource to grow your business without it? We didn't. It? Yeah. We bootstrapped initially. We each put in a small sum of money, went the complete lean startup methodology, minimum viable product. We built a beta product using a local engineer in Virginia, just something to test the concept. I would say within about six months, we knew we were really on to something. And we did a small friends and family raise, got us to break even in terms of revenue on a smaller scale. Um, but that was it. And we did try to seek exist outside angel investor at a higher level, spent a little bit of time doing that, really weren't getting anywhere for a number of reasons that we've come to conclude. But then we just decided, you know what, let's just push on. Let's just keep on growing the business. I think the, there's a quote that sales is your best way of raising money. And we just decided to push forward and figure out that if we could do it right in D.C. Metro, even if we weren't able to scale on our own, we would be in a great position to find somebody to partner with in order to take it national. And the reality is, when you look at the statistics, most businesses that are successful grow exactly the way you have venture capital Although we spent a lot of time talking about it in entrepreneurs, the reality is that most people grow the business exactly what you did, being scrappy and through revenue. So you mentioned taking it to scale. You've now gotten to business in position where you've merged with a larger company. So how did that happen and why is that important? About, I would say, about a year and a half ago, Eileen and I decided that we were ready to take that next step to scale. And we started sourcing different types of partners nationally, some that were direct competitors, because by this time there were probably about a dozen competitors that had sprouted up over time. Uh, first, which was a little bit of a dagger to the heart, but we quickly realized that competition was a good thing and validated the market. So there were about a dozen folks that we already knew about, some who had raised venture money. So we started off just making it a, a point of interest to speak to as many different people as we possibly can. Direct, indirect, anybody that we thought would align with the Activity Rocket mission to help kids find enrichment and, you know, grow to be more independent, fantastic adults. In that journey, we found a company called Thrively, which is based on the West Coast, uh, founded by the name of Girish Venkat, who's a serial entrepreneur, probably one of the smartest people I've ever met. And this is his sixth or seventh company that he had the idea of for many years before, and the Thrively Journey is a personalized education platform. And the notion is that every actor in a child's life, whether it be a teacher, a parent, an enrichment provider, and then even into the workplace for older teens and young kids, that their journey would be based upon their strengths. No more cookie cutter approach to public education. No more cookie cutter approach to I'm going to sign my kid up for sports and martial arts because as a parent, I think that's what they should be doing. The whole journey is personalized from beginning to end. For people who are considering this journey, what's the biggest lesson you could share with them that was completely surprising to you? A few things, actually. One of the things that was surprising was how difficult it was. <laughs> and I guess that goes back to the naive comment. Like, it's good to be a little naive about just how hard it would be. And at the time, we didn't fully understand this marketplace concept of building two sides and simultaneously, one obviously having to feed off of the other. Um, so it's not like you build the parent and the businesses will come or vice versa. They really have to be built up simultaneously. And you're always struggling to maintain that balance. 
So that was something that we, we really weren't anticipating. Um, Biggest personal challenge you had to overcome? Being an entrepreneur, especially a first-time entrepreneur, especially first-time female entrepreneur, there are a lot of challenges that you wouldn't necessarily feel or have to overcome in an everyday sort of typical workplace job, or certainly that I didn't have to deal with as an attorney. There are a lot of ups and downs. A lot, it's like a real roller coaster ride. And you hear that all the time, but until you actually go through it, you find that hard to believe. Um, thankfully, I had an incredible co-founder in Eileen. We have a great marriage. And our skill sets really aligned magnificently, which was something that we didn't necessarily know going into it. And I think that's what sustained us over time was being able to have honest conversations, go back and forth, defer to the other and sort of their individual silos of expertise and just really stick with it. Every time we hit a low, something would happen to make us realize we should keep going. Well, Lisa, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing the story with us. It's another really positive story here in D.C. about a group of people that just got up and decided to solve a problem. Lisa Friedlander, co-founder of Activity Rocket. If you're a parent, you better check it out. Thank you. Thanks for listening to What's Working in Washington, and a thank you to our sponsor, Montgomery County Economic Development Corporation. Their business development team can help you find the best talent, an ideal location, and the latest in market and business intelligence so you can do business successfully in the greater Washington region and Montgomery County. Your business success starts with MCEDC. Connect with them at thinkmoco.com. Support for this podcast comes from University of Maryland's Smith School of Business where students learn to harness data to meet tomorrow's challenges. More information about the Smith School MBA program is available at rhsmith.umd.edu. Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan. Our online writer is Barbara Ulrich. Music provided by two D.C. region bands, Two Car Living Room and The Sunbathers. And let us know who you think we should be talking to on the show Tweet us at at What's Working DC. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for listening.